0: Three, two, one. Oh my God! It's sunny day. Sunny days is returned. S H W. But look, he never dropped his beer. You get a moonsault, and you get a
1: moonsault, and you get a moonsault. This crowd is going ballistic.
2: And now, the voices of Southern Honor Wrestling, Brandon Benefield and Gerard Bonner.
0: What is going on, everybody? This is SHW. This is our wrestling, the official podcast of Southern Honor Wrestling. I'm B-Double, Brandon Benefield, GB Gerard Bonner, and Diana Michelle. And guys, I got to tell you real quick, I know it's been a week. But every single day I'm still singing Sweet Caroline. I, my oh, oh, my God. Oh, my God.
3: I was singing at work just today, a week <sighs> later, just today. And my coworker's like, why are you singing that? And I had to tell the whole story. Yeah. And I pulled up the pictures. And I was just like, wow, that looked like a lot of fun. And I was like, you have no idea yeah. of the night we had. It was amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah. God. crazy. It was really crazy. Holy crap It cow.
3: really was.
0: If you don't know what we're talking about, then, <laughs> then you clearly were not at SHW24 last Friday. Uh, I'm not sure yet if it's out on IWTV. But it if might it's be not, by now. It yeah. might be by now. If it's not, it will be very soon. But I know the um, pictures came out from Wrestling Snapshots <laughs> earlier this week, and they turned out amazing. And you saw mm. a lot of these in a lot of the pictures. Yes. By the way, this is the All-Star special made up of William Huckabee and hold my beer Hansen, who you for the first time those
3: in 30 minutes.
0: Yeah. So they, they brought a bunch of them, sold them out the very first night and they they're already
3: shirts and they were gone in a half hour.
0: They're, they're taking pre-orders again. So if you want one hit up a uh, Huck or Hansen on Facebook mm-hmm, and, and mm-hmm. let them know you want to pre-order a, an all-star special shirt, which uh, by the way, they were a lot of fun. They put on a great match against exotic youth and, and these guys. So to clear up what we're talking about, their entrance music was Sweet Caroline of all songs. And, and I thought <laughs> it was the have craziest thought, thing. I would
3: have thought that would have worked so well.
0: It was so, so it crazy. But the then party. they came out at GB, like that crowd. Like, talk about that crowd just. It, you know, know.
1: <sighs> first of all, SHW 24 was a crazy night.
0: Right.
3: From
1: start to finish, it was a crazy night. A little bit. <laughs> and so, you know, I just sit back and I'm saying, you know, I'm watching these guys. And the place went crazy. Nuts. I mean, people were on their feet singing at the top of their lungs. Huck is standing on the second rope directing people like he's a choir director. I mean, like, it it was and singing his heart out, right? (laughs) So I sat back and I had three observations. Observation number one is nobody on planet Earth at the start of 2020 would have ever said that, hey, by the time we get to 2021, the most popular people in the promotion would be a guy who hacked his way onto our podcast and another guy who was the most hated guy in the promotion. Right. I mean, and as a tag team, no less. Crazy. And then if that didn't prove enough, there's the flyer for SHW 25, which I got to tell you, the wrestling world, it's not just us. The wrestling world is talking about this flyer.
3: It's talking. Yeah. It's and what is it like? Reddit? It's on Reddit or something.
1: It's on Reddit. It's, it's all over everywhere. It is <laughs> it's everywhere. Convenient. I mean, and I just you, you know. You never
3: thought Huck, Huck be standing there holding a waffle, looking mean, like he's about to devour that waffle, well, and, right? And
1: it's even like you. You remember when when Kurt Angle they used to tell him you suck, and that was horrible, and then it turned into a term of endearment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Rumble House was not a term of endearment for him.
3: No, it and is now
1: not- fuck, it is just, it's a thing. So there's that. There's two other things I have to say. Number one, uh, during the pre-show, uh, Hold My Beer Hanson called me out and said that I was not following his, uh, his public page. And he yes. was wrong because I was. Oh, um, all right. I was. And here's how I know I was. Because I went back to check and click the follow button and I was already following. And okay. I'd already left. So Maybe you haven't that.
3: commented or liked anything. So he. Didn't I must
1: know. not have. it. Must not, He must be used to me giving him a hard time here on the podcast. That's probably, what probably. The third thing, and I cannot believe I'm going to admit this publicly, but I am. I actually bought an all-star special shirt. Did you? <laughs> Jump on the train, <laughs> GB. There's Listen, in your room. After, Jump on. After SHW24, <laughs> and then the fly, and I was just like, I can't escape this. This is amazing. It's great. I saw the t shirts. I was like, okay. So my t shirt I imagine I'll have by SHW twenty-five. Yes. And I too am part of the All Star Special.
3: I just wanted to get back in the ring and dance with them because that just looked oh. like a party. Oh
1: it was my a party. God. It wasn't yeah,
3: I I was, was down on the floor kind of, you know, swaying with the the rhythm and singing a yeah. little bump bump. Oh my gosh. And,
1: and let's just
0: say go
1: out. ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, if we ever get into, and I know it's early, right? We still have a lot of year left, but already this is the, it's the feel-good moment of the year, I think. Uh, Oh yeah, I I think absolutely it's the feel-good moment of the year. That entrance, I've not seen anything like it. And And
3: what I was going to say. That song just starts kind of slowly and Mm -hmm. and it's just like, is this really, but then it just works
0: yeah well that's the thing i thought i thought we were being pranked for a second i was like this can't be the real song <laughs> yeah, is it? you did say that <laughs> it was like this is ridiculous but then it was great because the entire action building was just oh, rocking yeah. but oh, i was I'm gonna crazy. say it was the perfect time for that to happen because it was early in the show things took a turn for the worse. <laughs> things got real dark real quick and SHW I don't wanna, Dark. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> SHW Dark. And I don't yeah. want to get too much into it. You'll see Woo! it when you see it on IWTV. But when that moment finally came about, it was just like, oh, finally. It it like the weight, mood.
3: Right? It was like it a really weight was. lifted off your shoulders thing. It really was. Just kind of, oh, now I can get back to being.
0: It, it, yeah. let, me, let me just say, it's no secret at this point. It was on the reports. You saw a bunch of fans posting pictures. Uh, the legendary voice of wrestling, of my childhood watching wrestling. Was in the action building. Tony, look at uh, you! See Diana's shirt. She's a Tony Schiavone girl. I'm a
3: Tony Schiavone girl, man.
0: He was in the action building last Friday for SHW24. He actually came up and uh, introduced himself to myself and Gerard, literally like two minutes before the show started.
3: He needs an introduction.
0: And so Mm -hmm. we were so like, like blown away, like we couldn't believe it. And so we had that. We started on that high note, and then a match into the show. We immediately went downhill and hit the lowest note ever. And again, I'm not going to get too too much into it. You can watch it for yourself. And then, (laughs) finally, we had Sweet Caroline. And
1: but you know what, though, as I think about it, the irony of it is, it was the February show last year where we hit the highest of highs and lowest of lows. We had the whole. uh, We had Ashton Starr win the championship, and I probably hadn't been. Any happier at SHW? Yeah, and then like t- 15 minutes later, he loses the title, and we are completely dejected. Yep. and we're like, "Uh, okay." And then you know the Lynch brothers win the tag titles to end the night. It was oh, roller coaster, Ro- yeah. roller coaster. So <laughs> that's how Friday yeah. was. Roller coaster. That it is exactly yeah. how Friday was. So I'm very intrigued for those of you uh, who were not in the action building. You missed it. Watch this.
3: You missed Mm, it.
1: I want to hear it
3: on on WTV, but it's just not the same. Oh my gosh! Oh
1: my! If you were not
3: there last Friday, or yeah, 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 it was last Friday. Friday. It was yeah, yeah. 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 Then you need to be there next month because there's just nothing like it. There's nothing like experiencing Southern Honor Wrestling live. Absolutely, and
1: I'll I'll say this one thing, and then I know we've got an interview to get into and things, but um, it's this is why you don't miss a show, right? Uh, it's why you don't miss a show because anything can happen. Anybody can show up. You know, we keep saying that, but it's true. Like if you would have imagined that Tony Schiavone would have been in the house, uh, you know, you would have lost it, right? I still like, get butterflies thinking
3: that I, he was actually there.
1: I, 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 just, I just can't believe it. So, you know, the other thing is, yeah, if you can't be there, like, I'm sorry, but that's what we have IWTV for. And right. so you're not completely left out you can see us again independentwrestling.tv shw is the promo code your first five days are free and i promise you even if you were in the action building you want to go back and watch it on iwtv because you get to hear the commentary and um <laughs> it adds a lot to what we see i mean yeah. you know we've had some really fun moments in terms of calls that we've had and yeah. uh i know this even when i go to events i always go back and watch them on tv so mm-hmm. i can hear what was going on, so uh make sure you do that I, I think you'll you'll enjoy it
0: yeah it was it was a ton of fun, and again, like you said, we don't want to get too much into it because you can go back and watch it for yourself on i w t v but mm-hmm. a lot of big returns, a lot of big moments, a mm-hmm. roller coaster of emotions what a night for me personally <laughs> for, for all of us for g b <laughs> personally for diana personally Ooh, and-
3: some kind of weird a lot of weirdness <laughs> at- <laughs>
0: And Anyways, speaking of weirdness. So so one of the special guests that we've never had before uh, on on a show at SHW was Sin Bodhi, the warlord of weird. He came in um, and, and we still weren't totally sure. We kind of felt like maybe Ravenna and Sonny must have brought him in to try to take care of Austin Towers. And so he had a big match against Austin Towers. He, he put him to the limit. He didn't quite get the victory but he still put on a, a heck of a he match and then of course to that name.
3: he lived mm. up the warlord of weird for sure
0: and we
1: certainly didn't forget that not oh, at no, all i
3: will never forget that he made never. an
1: indelible
0: <laughs> impression <laughs> yeah we- <laughs> b3 <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah we got an up close and personal experience with yes. uh, with sin bodhi but uh we're about to get a great interview with sin Bodhi right here on the podcast so here he is the warlord of weird take a look all right, everybody. Like we said, we got a special guest here tonight. Uh, it's the Warlord of Weird, the gentleman who smeared his beard paint all over my forehead and all over Diana's forehead uh, the other night at SHW24. It's Sin Bodie, Sir, how are you?
2: I'm very good. Thanks for having me. And a thank you for allowing me to use your forehead as my own personal sham wow. to get a jump start on getting my clown paint off before I I uh, headed out of Dodge and off to the next uh, stage.
1: And thank <laughs> you for sparing me. I really appreciate it.
2: Uh, no, no problem. And and, uh, and thank you, darling. Also for that was you who I who I also rubbed my my clown paint yeah. on. If I, if I'm, yeah. Yeah, I was totally doing not doing that
3: expecting thing. that at all. Well, I thought you were going to like <laughs> fake lick my face or something. I did not expect that. <laughs> thank
2: oh, you. Well.
0: <laughs> let, let me just tell you, and after that happened, I looked at Gerard because I didn't know what was about to happen. And I told GB, I said, I didn't know if he was about to kiss me or lick me or what was going to happen because he just grabbed my head and kind of, I didn't know what was about to happen. but
2: hey, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I didn't know either. I just <laughs> kind of, kind of by the feet the of my pants and I just kind of, you know, life takes me where life takes me and I just felt myself Rub my face on your face, and that's just how life was that night, you know.
0: I just n- had no idea we were gonna we were gonna have that connection now, moving forward. So. Oh yeah, me too. Neither.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think in some cultures, I think we're married now. Just so oh, you oh, know. Oh something, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, there no. you
0: go. Well, then that means you will definitely have to come back to SHW sometime, hopefully in the near future.
2: <laughs> oh man, uh, that does this mean that you get half? Geez, I can't. No, I, well, no. It's, it's a third <laughs>
3: because I'm it's officially a, married, too, apparently. So. Right.
2: Yeah, well, there you go. A half so, of a third or what? I, I already got my wife, so I, I always joke that I'm afraid of no man or beast, but my little five-foot wife, she scares the crap out of me, so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there you go. Fair enough. Yeah, she, <laughs> is, she is the chicken hawk to my frog leghorn. leg horn, so.
0: Oh, I say, I say, I say, I say. <laughs> uh, yes.
2: But yeah, leave him alone. Yeah, yeah, leave him alone. He's a, he's a, you know,
0: whatever. I love that. I love it. Well, since you're talking a little family here, you had your dog with you earlier. Uh, can you tell us this, the story real quick uh, of, of your dog's name?
2: Yes. Yeah, so uh, Mochi, before we even got on air, she was like, all right, enough of this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go lay down by uh, her. She's got a nice little, little bed here in my toy shop. That's what's behind you. So if it looks like I'm in some weird... Um, I don't know, hobo area, I'm just in my diabolical toy shop where I do, I feel like the kid from the, the, the bad guy kid from the Toy Story show that's just destroying all those toys. So I, I make, while, while I'm not wrestling uh, due to all the COVID restrictions, I'm not wrestling as much as I did until nine months ago, I'm sure as is all the wrestlers. So uh, just to sort of subsidize my income and you know i want to put food in my family's tape on the table you know and put a roof over our head so not that this is making it is making a little dent in it but I, I refurbished those old school wrestling toys like from when uh, i was a kid. those those rubber wrestlers that are yeah i could make a really good foreign object in the ring now that i think about it because those things are like solid rubber like you could pistol yeah. whip a mofo with an old hillbilly gym or a captain <laughs> this Lou is true. Or a Kamala. and boy oh boy that wouldn't that wouldn't feel nice you know and so anyway so me and mochi my dog are are here and her, just like every critter in this house, is a, is a rescue. And she came from such a horrific uh, situation. I can't even describe. It just made me angry just thinking about it, talking about it. But to answer your question, her name is Mochi. And we arrived at, uh, I was telling you uh, before we got on air, that me and my little girl, we're, uh, she's 12 years old. Uh, we're about at the same maturity level. So we're having this intense name negotiation and uh, so, what, what uh, she ended up being called on her, in her paperwork is Mochi Marie John Cena Galactus Pizza Pants. So, ta-da. I love it. Yeah, yeah that's uh, so. She is a, uh, we don't know exactly for sure. The, um, my wife's stepdaughter works at the vets where we rescued Mochi, and they kind of seem to think she was a pit wawa, which sounds as weird as that's, I know that sounds bizarre. I, that's yeah. exactly what I thought, I'm like, what do you mean a pit wha you know? Like, chihuahua. I remember seeing those t-shirts of like a half pit, uh, half chihuahua, half Great Dane, where it was just like this little chihuahua lying on this giant penis, you know? <laughs> so I, I just remember thinking, okay, is that what this is? Like, what's going on here? You know, the dog on the T-shirt obviously had a chihuahua body and a, and a great name penis. For if anybody doesn't get that joke, and I literally, oh literally the a shirt made me giggle no
3: end.
2: Oh my god! So he is she. So I guess she doesn't have to worry about that unless she was to decide to gender change or something. Right. Um, but in the meantime, so she is like this. And when we got her, I mean, she could fit like in one of my hands. Like she was so little. And uh, some, not to get into I'll <clears throat> this really quick, again, I'd like to keep this fun, not morbid, but some a-hole, I don't know if I can swear on this show or not, but um, at three weeks old, threw her against the wall because she wouldn't be quiet, I guess, oh. and put her in a coma. So my, step, my wife's stepdaughter, uh, was a wonderful young lady, raised this dog out of a coma, and at about six weeks, we adopted her, and she was literally this big. And now, and we're told she was a pit lowest, So I'm like, what could that possibly mean? And so she is now, I, I want to say 500 pounds stuffed into about a 35 pound bag. Like she is jacked. She's like a road warrior, you know, mixed with a little fluffy little like toy dog. You know, she is just completely jacked and she is super sweet. But with the, I guess with the head trauma that she had endured, she kind of goes from zero to hero really quick. So her her oblongata is uh, no bueno, so she's super sweet until she's not, Like just anything can rile her up. Uh, Maybe kind of like me in the ring, not so much in real life, Right. but in in the ring, I'm sort of on the happy side of crazy until I'm on the angry side of crazy, so I think Mochi is kind of in that ballpark, and I'm glad she is just a tiny little harmless dog. If she was real dog size, we'd all be in trouble.
0: I feel like uh, she gets a lot of traits from you, apparently, because you told us before we started that uh, she likes to rub her face on people's faces, much yes. like you did to us, so yeah.
2: Well, you know, like some some dogs, they have their different, like, you know, their, their, I don't know what the right word is, but almost like nostalgia for how their mother kind of treated them, groomed them, whatever. Well, this dog, I mean, God knows what she went through before the, the slam dunk into the wall for the first three weeks of her life. Like, who takes the dog even away from the mob at three weeks? Right. And then when she was rescued, like, they basically said, look, you're surrendering this dog, we call them cops. So the guy got out of there. Um, and then the, th- the three weeks that it took for Kira, my wife's stepdaughter, I don't know exactly what that makes her to me, My sort of my weirdly daughter-daughter somehow. Um, but She raised her, but, I mean, she's, like, living in a kennel for the first, you know, leg of her life. Mm-hmm. So she didn't really know how to be affectionate. She wasn't really sure. So I'm super patient with, like, I – humans, eh, but animals all day. So yeah. I mean, I spent so much time with this dog and Karen, my my wife is Apropoli name, by the way. Her name should be Karen these days. <laughs> she's the angriest loving person you will ever meet ever. Again, she is the chicken hawk to my foghorn leg And right. so we raise her up and so she her weird way is just she kind of rubs her head on you like when she's being nice and she's like, Am I being cool? We're cool. And she kind of looks at you always like her? she's just like do I need to kill you or should I be cool to you? Like you just, you never know. And she has this funny look on her face and you can tell it a mile away. You can see, is she giving you the Bambi blink blink eyes,
3: mm-hmm. wanting
2: something or I'll kill you. You know, she's got one of those two looks on her face that at any given time, we have to figure out uh, what she's
3: Sounds doing. perfect.
2: Yeah. yeah, she's the funniest little thing and she's so sweet. We call her one touch moach because only one of us can hold her at a time. She is so protective. So, like, if I'm holding her and my wife walks over, she'll be like, oh, you know, like, get away. And then, but if she's holding her, she'll do the same thing to me. And God forbid the kid is holding her. If Pi is holding her, then nobody can go near her. She's like, yeah, like, i my inner voice is very, like, she's got like this Bugs Bunny in her voice, like, leave me alone. You know, I'm sitting on this chair with my kid. You know, leave me alone or I'll get you, see? You know, and, and uh, so she's just got that look on her face. But uh, yeah, so there you go. I know this has nothing to do with wrestling. So.
1: I, no, this is, oh, this is great. It's, it's great. We
0: love to get guests on here and just kind of like break the fourth wall a little bit and kind of get a little backstory a, bit, a little bit of real life, you know, and uh, sure. just find sure. out about folks. So,
2: but yeah, I mean. Well, I, I just, I think in, in real life, you know, like, you know, people have historically have will are, and they're going to continue to be really crappy to each other. And I think animals are the truest of baby faces to use wrestling jargon. Like, they're the innocent ones, they're the sweet ones, they're the ones that mean well and are trying to prevail in a land that you know is way above their pay grade, they have no choices in anything. Absolutely, you know, so I think there's any kind of halfway decent human, just be cool to your critters. That's, yeah. that's where I'm at humans, well, you, you must be sh- go ahead, fine, whatever. <laughs> uh, but animals, that's not cool. So there
0: you go. Well, there you go. Uh, uh
2: GB, don't mind, I don't mind rubbing my clown paint on on uh, Strange Earthlings, but I would always be sweet. to do- I'll, I'll always cuddle with, with dogs. And- <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, it, well I, I took it as kind of a cuddle thing. I took it as kind of an affectionate thing, so.
3: Like yeah. acceptance, like I'm gonna be cool now that he wiped his face all over me.
2: Mm-hmm. I literally it's like, you know, my, my critters here. Like I basically, I rub my scent on you guys. So you guys, I claimed you, you belong to me now. Yes, <laughs> and, you and did it. And I belong to you apparently as well. It's two way street. Another funny critter we have here, who is my little, like she's the gateway to my good mood. She is this little one-eyed cute little cat that we rescued, she got like hit by a car. Oh, and she has a one eye and a kind of little snaggly tooth because her jaw got all mangled. And again, in deep name negotiations with my kid and my wife, I wanted to name one of our other rescue dogs, Mr. Fuji. He was a him and that just didn't work out. didn't work out in my favor. So when we rescued this cat, Uh, my wife was like what do you want to call her? I said Mr. Fuji. So Mr. Fuji she always does that backup wiggle where she looks like she's kind of spraying you but she can't spray I guess. So I think she's trying to claim me every time I walk into the room. She's like "You belongs to me and that's that. (laughs) So I I kind of feel like that as well in the ring. If if I'm wiggling back and forth I'm just trying trying to put my scent on you and claim you and you belong to me. (laughs) I love that. that. That's awesome. I love that. So I'm, I'm curious
1: because, I mean, your past and your present, quite frankly, is, is very storied, to say the least. So, you know, we're talking about claiming animals and the like. Man, how did you claim the sport of pro wrestling? How'd that happen for you?
2: Oh, boy. Okay. So, short story, short story long, mm-hmm. or however you want to look at it, um, I was the shyest, most introverted little kid ever, just scared of my own shadow. Uh, spent a lot of time by myself as a, as a, as a really young kid because my parents uh, raised me on this kind of little out of town, kind of little farmhouse, ranch house kind of thing where mm-hmm. hundred years ago when I was a kid, you know, there was no internet, there was no cell phones, there was no, uh, yeah, smartphones or whatever, whatever. And mm-hmm. for me to even hang out after school, like the closest kid from my house would be, you know, miles away because we're just in the middle of the sticks, mm-hmm. uh, just, just outside of uh, the town that I kind of like went to school in and all that so like I grew up with Edge and Christian mm-hmm. but when those guys who lived in town and other kids would get to play after school every day I had to go home or I would go uh, a little bit later than that I would go to like karate class and then I would go home with my mom unless to hang out with any kids would be like I have to get this special note to get off of this bus to go to here to do this blah, 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 or my mom would have to pick me up she had she taught by day and then she had this uh, uh like a dojo at nighttime like so my family's weird. Like we have like this. Like uh, my dad was like a ranked fighter when I was a kid. It's kind of wow. like Forrest Gump, where he was like a, literally like a, a ping pong champion, a, uh, a, a gymnast. He was a soccer champion. He was a ranked fighter. So he just did all these ridiculous things. Wow. And he was always on the road. He was a salesman. So uh, it was very hard for my mom to you know cart me back and forth to go hang out with my buddies. So. If I was lucky once a week I could go for a few hours and play somewhere at a friend's house so I just spent so much time by myself so I would have my face in a comic book or I'd be doodling in a little drawing pad or something or I'd watch wrestling Okay. and I didn't have cable so um, I don't know if you even know what a laser disc is but like back it's like in the, day, the size you know, of an album yeah mm-hmm. so like mm-hmm. it, it's not those giant looking CDs it was oh. literally looked like there's the motion, she's like, <laughs> barking at birds or something. There's little mockingbirds outside that legitimately mock her, and she's like, "I'm not taking it." <laughs> this is what'll happen if I get you. And she grabs a little, a little squishy cell phone or a little squishy carrot or whatever oh. she's got. She's like, this is what's gonna happen, you know. Uh, but anyway, so um, yeah, those laser discs were like these. Uh, it almost looked like an actual album cover. Like the picture of the movie would be like right on top of it. And you slide this whole thing into this. It was kind of like pre-VHS and beta and all that stuff. And I don't even know if you guys even know what that is. You're like, what is this? Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah.
2: Um, so my dad had this bright idea of when, when the laser disc, but that was so short-lived. Like, they were there and they were gone before they came. Mm-hmm. And so he had this bright idea of, of uh, knowing that they're going out of, uh, I guess, they were going, uh, what's the right word I'm looking for? Like, uh, they were becoming extinct. Like, they were going to start going into VHS and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So he bought this stack of laser discs, and he bought this crappy old laser disc machine. So I had like these 10 movies to like watch a hundred thousand times each or watch, you know, the odd grainy cartoon on a, you know, on a no cable TV or again, I, I, the only thing I could watch was wrestling yeah. or read a comic book. And so that's where my brain was. And again, I was such a shy, scared little kid that I just was so enamored with all these powerful, brave characters, both in the ring or in pages of a comic book. And I just thought, man, that's what I want to be when I grow up. I don't want to be scared, you know? And, wow. and, uh, and my dad was like this big, tough fighter who was really sweet. Like my mom was very militant, like very sweet, but very, she was the boss. She was like yeah. the, the mature one, the responsible one where my dad was the affectionate one. And, every day and I still I, I find myself saying this to my own kid now where like my dad would say uh, my real name is Nicholas you know, Nick Nick but he would they would always call me Nicholas when I did something bad which is pretty often so it was usually Nicholas Nicholas, did you give your mother a hug and a kiss today but Nicholas did you tell your mother she looks nice today Nicholas did you uh, you know that kind of stuff and you know he would hug and kiss me and he would go hey go give your mom a kiss you know go see if she needs something and so I kind of do that now to the kid and I'm just like holy crap I'm turning into my
3: dad what's happening yeah. <laughs>
2: And um, so he was so strong and just brave and tough. And he was, wasn't scared of anything. And a lot of people really didn't like him because he was so, he almost missed his calling as a wrestling manager. Because he just had that funny wit about him there. You either got him or you didn't get him. And as a shy kid, I was always so embarrassed. And that's such a, such a regret. Because he was such a, just a confident guy, you know. And I just remember, you know, uh, they kind of pushed me into taking karate. And like, weirdly, this is how old I am. So, I'm 22 years into pro wrestling, but I'm 38 years into martial arts. I started in grade wow. four. So, you can do Jaja wow. wow. Gabor, I'm going to tell you exactly how old I am. <laughs> but it a little clip and then you would know. So,
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but it was the best thing for me because it taught me empathy and kindness and patience and confidence. You know, um, so many people are so shy and scared. Like, even when you see wrestling fans, grown ass adults, and you go to shake their hand and they're just, their knees are knocking. And yeah. they're scared, or you just meet people in a uh, you walk into a. I walked into a Waffle House right before we did the show, when I before I met you guys. Yeah, some of the couple people were like, Oh, good. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And they're like, Ugh. You know, like they were just super sweet, but yeah, high and everything. And I just thought as a kid, it really drove me nuts. And I just like a smoker would quit cold turkey or something. I just thought I'm gonna put my fear down cold turkey, I'm never gonna deal with that ever again. And that was just like a choice I did as a kid. <laughs> Sorry, there's my there's my first pop up again. Daily apology <laughs> for being too old and stupid to know how to turn <laughs> off my notifications. So my bad. Uh, but yeah, Wars. it was it really it was important to me to do that. That comboed with I remember having like a bully who was actually one of my best pals in public school. And he was like a tough kid, and I wasn't. I was just shy and quiet. And I remember it was, I was just so scared. And I thought I can't I can't do that. I can't be like that. And I never wanted to fight him or hurt him. I just didn't want to ever be scared. Yeah. And so that was like the martial arts and just learning kind of like, and my dad never taught me because, you know, when you're a kid, you don't want to learn anything from your parents. Like, what do you know? <laughs> you know, just because you have way more reps around, you know, laps around the sun and reps in life, what do you freaking know? You're old. Right. That's a, a kind of a, a circle of life uh, albatross that everybody sort of goes through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't want to learn from him. So I, I learned from like his buddies that were all different, like um, world champions, Canadian champions, American champions, European champions. So I never just learned it like the local family karate place. I always, you know, a year with this champ, two years with this champ, a year in this style, two or three years in this style. So I picked up so much things and it, it taught me to be uh, confident. It taught me to be, I can fully defend myself. I would never in a million years pick a fight, but I'm thoroughly capable of ending a fight. And so that's just a nice, comfortable headspace to be, especially when you're traveling the planet. And I think, weirdly, I think, uh, you know, for many years, I think I'm, on the exterior has been a, just a fun force field to say, that's probably not a dude I want to mess around with. So I'm going to try to take that guy's wallet or mess with that guy or this or that. So I've really probably avoided a lot of problems just on my exterior. So people just presume what they presume and think, ah, that's not and I really, I wouldn't ever choose to hurt a fly, but I remember was scared of my own shadow as a kid. And I thought, what an awful way to feel. And I just said, nope, not doing that. And um, again, with, you know, with martial arts and then uh, kind of overcoming that bully, I'm glad I had that bully. Because if I didn't have that bully to spur me into that headspace, um, maybe I would have grown up soft or entitled. or just big. I don't, again, I don't know if I cuss on here and I don't want to say anything inappropriate, but the p word that ends with the y word you know like I, I don't want to grow up to be that you know and i would much rather be uh, just happy you know and i think if you are always um, what's what i'm looking for i don't have coffee today maybe i've had too much coffee <laughs> um, yeah, i just i never wanted to be oh you know and all that that chihuahua syndrome or that false sense of whatever like i like yeah. to be joking i like to be playful i want people to be comfortable around me i want them to know that they can rely on me um, I just, that's that's what I feel like. Like, uh, I'd be useful to the planet. Like, that's why I think I was kind of on the planet. So, whether I'm coaching or whether I'm just traveling or whatever, like, if, if younger wrestlers want to ask questions, like, I want to be approachable. I want to be like, I don't want people to go, oh, if I say something wrong, is he going to get mad or whatever? I want people to go, oh, I could totally go up to sit and ask him this or that, or I could, you know, shoot with him. And that's yeah. the kind of vibe I want to put out. And, and um, yeah, so there you go. So I'm done rambling for a second. Oh, I love it. No, that's Oh, great. you're good. That's you're
0: great. good. I'm just curious. You talked about uh, coaching and teaching. Like, when did you decide to kind of get into that space as far as, uh, you, is it with uh, Jake the Snake and and who else uh, do you coach with?
2: d Brown, Kenny King, Kikitaro Taro, uh, sometimes Disco Inferno. Um, and that's just at our gym here in, in Vegas. So me and Jake and d started the Snake Pit. Yeah. Quite a while ago, and then the the but the big show in, in Vegas was Future Stars Wrestling FSW. Mm. So we just kind of we kind of pooled our resources, got into bed together, and kind of merged. So the show is FSW, and and it's the Future Stars School that is basically affectionately known as the Snake Pit. Okay. And you know we've got uh, other wonderful like in and out coaches um, like TJP comes in, oh, yeah. uh, Debari comes in, and then we always have. Especially, especially pre-pandemic, we had just lots of amazing seminar wrestlers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Again, sorry for the pop-ups. Something no happened. worries. You know, Hurricane Al Snow, Gangrel, uh, MVP, Matt Hardy. You just you name it. Just um, tons of dudes. Jimmy Hart, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, uh, A Million Dollar Man. All these dudes would come in and drop some knowledge. And who? <laughs> Hear my dog's freaking out. <laughs> And and so but I never thought to be a coach like I would I think I was kind of accidentally groomed to be a coach because my mom was a school teacher and she was a teacher um, again back in sort of the archaic days of you know the 60s, 70s, 80s where she was uh, always like teaching like the bad kids or what people just you know nowadays we have all these pockets we could put people oh this person has HDAD and this person has this and this person is triggered by this and blah blah back in the day they were just thought oh bad kids. You know, there was not a whole lot of labels for it. They just they simplified. Mm-hmm. Didn't know any better. And my mom was kind of like this Mrs. Doubtfire, Mary Poppins. Very, she could communicate with people. Yeah. I'm doing a podcast, lovey. <laughs> it's okay. Um, what do you need? I think I gotta do something. I gotta be useful as a human. Yeah, so anyway, so I don't even know what the hell I was talking about. I just that was, I think, when you your get mom. dropped in your head, living, you uh, please refresh. Where the heck were we going with your what? mom? Your mom,
3: mom being a thank
2: teacher, you, thank you. So, yeah, she was just she could just really figure out these kids and she could just communicate in such a great way. I swear she. You know, gotten to me and my little brother's heads a million different times. She just so sneaky. We just never even really knew she was doing it. And she would always explain to me like, you know, 20 different people might need to hear one piece of information 20 different ways. So just stuff like that. And, just, and always just instilling that whole, um, uh, you know, any idiot can destroy. It takes kindness and creativity to build and to hear each other and all that stuff. So I just, I guess that was ingrained in my head even before like I ever set foot in a wrestling ring. So I think as I, you know, I learned and I learned how to wrestle and then I was out and about doing my thing. And then from the first moment I ever, wasn't so much as coaching, but I would help break in guys or whatever. Like, I, you know, I don't say that I trained crazy Steve, but I helped break him in and I trained him a little bit. Like Angelina Love, and Sean Spears. he's, he's got really crazy. Them. Yeah, I didn't train them, but I helped break them in. Okay. Yeah. and so yeah. being patient and being kind I think is like something you kind of have to learn you know And, right. and uh, you can have those intentions but you have to sort of be harnessed and shown how to do excuse me certain things so as a coach I just kind of take you know as much wrestling knowledge as I have and, and I have silly news for everybody there's no such thing as wrestling psychology it's just psychology applied to wrestling ah, so ooh. when yeah when you learn you know those basic human fundamentals and you have any kind of decency in your heart, you can just sort of start thinking, okay, well, how does this person need to hear what I'm saying and then more importantly, why are they saying what they're saying? Are they saying it because they're a jerk? Are they saying it because they just come from a different background or they don't, don't understand something? Are they offended by accident? Are they not offended? Like, where they're just, they don't mean it how, how I perceive it because I, you know, take different words or different different things. Now my little fluffs are out there arguing with each other. I have two other little, little tiny little fluffs, and they're like a <laughs> little ball dwarf or something. that <laughs> always arguing with each other, like two old, old men. But they're just two little fluffy little. <laughs> cool. Um yeah, I just so just I think like when if you're in the ring with me training, I'll be very artsy in how I explain stuff. But at the same time, I'll push you hard like a football coach. But I will give you the bedside manner of like a, like a nursemaid, you know. So I think. There's a, a there's a, a mix, you know. When you when you take a, a contrasting thing like I'm give give it to you hard, but I'm gonna give it to you, but I'm gonna explain it soft. If that makes mm-hmm. any mm-hmm. sense, you know. And I'll I'll tell you right now, as far as see exactly what she said, right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what she's saying that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, if, if you, you know, if you're too mean to a student, especially these days like when we, when we came up, like I'm not a back in my day guy. But back in my day, it was just, it was hard. It mm-hmm. was different. And not that I'm entitled to anything now or it's easier for a younger. I'm happier that it's a gentler, just life in general is just an easy, like it's like you have these speaking spells in your pocket that have the gateway to every bit of knowledge in the world. Yeah. You know, so there's just so much things about life that, you know, again, and a hundred years ago, they had a way more harder than, than I had. You know, people yeah. out there plowing fields or, you know, doing all this stuff and got no turning their own butter and whatever crazy caveman stuff they were doing, you know? So I think every kind of stretch of, of generation has their own pros and cons and mm-hmm. this and that. And I just think when we, when I came up, like I learned from other coaches, I learned, especially from my mom that like, you know, if you're too harsh, that, that info is just going to bounce off of people and they're going to get, they're going to bow up. They're just going to get defensive. So you have to kind of find a way, like I would have to tell, one person like you know one of you this information may be like this and the other were like this and the other like mm-hmm. this and and not take offense to how you are uh receiving it but realize like y'all coming at it from different angles as am i so like uh, a silly example is uh i was coaching in orlando and my dad just coincidentally he's a snowbird so he would come through like we're from i'm, I'm canadian so uh i live in vegas but i'm canadian born and mm-hmm. so He's like, well, Nicholas, let's go for dinner after you're done uh, uh, coaching. And I said, okay. And I go, well, tell me what restaurant you want, and I'll, I'll, I'll send you the GPS. Or just t- tell me what it is, and I'll p- type it in my GPS. And he's like, no, no, no. You just uh, take this road, and you turn left at the first gas station. And <laughs> like, ah, this, isn't the, this isn't like the caveman days. If you just tell me what restaurant you want, I'll just type it into my little fancy speaking spell. And the little right. robot lady will tell me exactly how to get there like no, no no you just but you just turn left at the gas station when you drive down the highway like so his old school brain was just you know I was perceiving it his directions as archaic he was perceiving what I was doing as some kind of new modern weird fluffy Buck Rogers Flash Gordon
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I think and even to younger generations like people that are you know in their early 20s and stuff listening to bio you know old fartness talking in, in, in the in the ring I kind of realized like, do, do they sometimes do that? Do I sound as silly to them as my dad sounds to me? Cause he's he wow. right. It's just, but a different way of yeah. Different lingo. get me there. Just the same way if I turned left at the gas station and whatever, mm-hmm. you know, it just was just two different ways of getting that info. So I'm very cognizant about being progressive with how I explain things mm-hmm. as a coach, I think. And again, that's really more for my mom than anything like, you know she would even say stuff that would grandfathered in these days would be like what are you talking about well she means perfectly well she's just coming from like she's 75 yeah. so you know her even when she means well something might sound offensive but well, that's not the case it's just mm-hmm. like everybody getting up in arms about Undertaker uh, and Joe Rogan like
0: yeah yeah
2: like and I mean, we can get into that or not whatever but I yeah. think he had everything great to say I don't think he said anything wrong I think when people leapt to certain things they were leaping to uh, what's the right word I'm looking for um, like preconceptions yeah like, I, I'm, I'm getting mad at what I think he said as opposed to what he said said if that makes if that's good English
0: I feel like a lot of people like are looking for things to get upset about too so they're trying to make it worse than it was
2: yeah sure and I'm confident to know I'm not Mother Teresa I'm not gonna win, win the, the Nobel Peace Prize anytime soon but I like to be nice Right. so if somebody and I, I knock on wood I haven't had anybody mm-hmm. ever give me uh, grief about how I am I like to try to be nice but I, I at the same time I, I say what I think you know I try to be very cognizant on how you might perceive my words how my dogs perceive my words <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys arguing about what's the problem <laughs> they're having a battle royal over there <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you guys doing it's chaos at the, the Bodie household. So. Yes. Well, can you that's shut not- the doors so those mockingbirds <laughs> don't wind up the dogs while I'm doing this podcast on the internet lasers? <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just that's kind of where my head is at. So, like, I think like, again, Al-, Al Snow is a wrestler and a coach and a friend that I mm-hmm. really respect, and he's got a great quote that. I'm responsible for what I say, not for what you understand. Right. So if you're too green or too rigid or too introverted or too, uh, ignorant in the truest sense of the word, or you're too, uh, I don't know, wound up or uptight or whatever, well, you know, whatever to hear the, the, the advice, like, it's not like he you doesn't know what he's doing. He's one of the coaches of coaches, you know, uh, been a top company in the world, you know, been all around the world. So he probably knows some stuff yeah. and just because he might say some stuff, in a in a grandfathered in kind of way. Um, he's taking his time to give you invaluable knowledge. You can either be offended by it or you can learn by it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not saying anything. To, I, I promise you he doesn't care about anybody, any one certain person's feelings. He's like, oh, did I upset that person? Or am I being useful to that person? Like, I'll tell you guys useful stuff. Take it and do with it what you will. Yeah. You know, uh I, I'm a little bit more fluffier than that. I think I'm a little bit more Mrs. Doubtfire than that, where I do want you to like I do want you to hear what I'm saying that it's it's for a good reason. If you don't, and again, knock on wood, I haven't had anybody ever squawk about that where I've seen other people oh, I can't believe they said this that coach said that or this person said this, 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 this and you hurt my feelings. Like there's no crying in baseball. Shut the f what? up. If you don't want to hear. You know, like if you're so entitled and so weak and so fragile that you can't take some advice in anything, wrestling or otherwise, what are you doing? Like, go home. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, that's kind of how I look at it. But again, uh, to preface all of that, I wrestle with bunnies and duckies strapped to my feet. So, what the hell do I know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I do want to say before I ask you the next question. Old fartness. Uh, I like that. That's a nice word there. Old fartness.
3: I understand that actually. I, <laughs> I totally get
0: it. So, <laughs> I was, like when,
2: I, when I was a kid and I would bowl up to my dad about something he would just kind of shake his head and just look at me and go, Nicholas, I cannot wait for you to grow up. I cannot wait for you to have a kid. <laughs> You're going to, Look back and go, Man, I was such a head to my dad. I mean, <laughs> it's so good, man. You know what you're talking about. And years later, I'm like, Son of a gun. Yeah. <laughs> that metaphor was 110% right. What yeah. the hell? You know, so. so, I want to say so
0: we had you, obviously, people know that you were at SHW 24 last week. And yeah.
2: you. Great show, by the way. Uh, Southern Honor, wonderful show. So good. Thank you. I appreciate
0: that. We were so happy to have you. But I wanted to ask you, you know, you kind of cut a promo ahead of time leading up to it, talking about Sunny Days and how you guys were freaks of a feather. Where did that relationship come from? How did you meet Sunny Days? Where do you guys, like how far back does that go?
2: So when I met him years ago, he was kind of like the young boy to DDP and Jake the Snake and a little bit for Scott Hall, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, He was always helping Dallas and then Dallas helping Jake, then he would inadvertently be helping Jake. So he kind of helped Jake drive drive around, babysit, you know, whatever Jake needed to get to get himself back on the right track. Yeah, Spent yeah. a lot of time that way. And then when I would go visit Jake, because Jake is like my one of my absolute best pals ever. Uh, my he was my idol as a kid. Uh, he was my opponent when I first got into wrestling. Uh, he's been a mentor. He's been a, a, a road brother, and he's a totally true friend. Like he's family to me. And so I would go and visit him. And Dylan would always be there, just helping Jake. And you know, he's just, just you know, Jake is a class clown in the sense that he's always on. He's like, yeah, oh, brother, brother, look at this guy, brother, brother, brother. You know, he's just always being silly. I think that's what he expects people to expect. But really, he's a sweet guy. If you were to, or if Dylan uh, Sunny Days was to ever be like. Quit joking with me! I don't like that. I'm upset. I'm offended. I guarantee you, Jake would switch gears so quickly and be like, "Absorb without I'm sorry, no, just playing. Just mm-hmm. You know, he would be so sensitive and be so upset that he hurt anybody's feelings. He's mm-hmm. just trying to make people laugh, and of course, being you know his age, of course he's going to grandfather in humor that some young people, as my mom would say, he'll say stuff that will curl your toes. You know, <laughs> so you just have to it sort of with a grain of salt, realizing he's just goofing around, being silly. You know, I think uh, if anything you know anybody can learn anything from like the Undertaker Joe Rogan podcast or or talking to Jake the snake in passing for more than 10 seconds just realize like hear what they're saying and like why they're saying not how they're saying Mm -hmm. you know like everybody is so sensitive like you know like I don't want to make fun or anything but like I swear I'm surprised how some people don't just electrocute themselves with their phones because I could just hear them like slurring like I can't believe you show a face you you know this this Spit from their their slurry babyness is gonna electric keep their phones. That's how sensitive they are. So I don't want to sound like a jerk. I'm just trying to be silly, but at the same time, you know, like take stuff with a grain of salt. Like give me God. bread um, And again, like not like Al Snow, but another coach, uh, Gangrel. Super sweet dude, talented dude, one of the coolest entrances in wrestling history, and uh, but as a pet peeve as a coach, if he tells you something, you're like, yeah, I know you are gonna light that 280 vampire, pound vampire up because, you know, you don't freaking know because if you do, I wouldn't have to freaking tell you, so shut your freaking mouth, you know? And then the young guy's gonna be like, holy crap, this is a very scary vampire getting very mad at me. And it's just <laughs> like, because it's just a young a young mindset of like, yeah, yeah, we know everything. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of like the debate these days is the old school versus the new school, and ornery crotchety old-timers squawking and bitching about the young flippity floppity style and then the young new school guys are going, well, what do these old timers know anyway? So I think it's a double, double poop on the way of communication. I think if the old school dudes led by example and the young and the new school dudes, guys, girls, everybody in between were to take stuff with a grain of salt and let, let information come in and let it go both ways, you know. Uh, Like, I consider myself old school and new school. I am that bridge. I'm Jeet Kune Do. I'm in between. I'm water. I'm, you know, I'm, I can morph. I can, I can hit hard like water can hit hard, or I can wiggle through the cracks like water can wiggle through the cracks. I think keep an open mind. Always try to really hear, not just hear the words. Like, again, people were clinging to Undertaker's words. He was, they were clinging to the letter of the law. They were not hearing the spirit of the law. So I think if we hear each other, and again, just because we don't use a, dialect that is same. like just go okay let's put common sense into play for one second what does this mean what is this person trying to tell me you know right. so if you can hear that then i think everybody wrestling or otherwise communication would just be so much better
0: mm-hmm.
2: if that makes any kind of sense
0: yeah absolutely <clears throat> and i was gonna say you know you, we kind of touched on it for a second you talked about coming to shw well being a part of that younger locker room and you've been all over the place, but so what's that like coming to SHW specifically? just kind of get your take on your experience while you were here, uh, what you thought of the overall show the overall production just everything about it uh, and a little bit about that experience with that younger locker room
2: yeah, so um, weirdly uh, again since since like since we did the snake pit online stuff, so that's like a private group for wrestlers, wrestling students, bookers, promoters, anybody industry is in there. And I know that, you know, uh, Busted Open Radio and Talk is Jericho and Something to Wrestle With and so forth, so forth. I know they talk about kayfabe openly and stuff. And I'm fine with that. It's okay, no problem. But I think we we keep this page private because uh, just – I think they're talking more about storylines and this and that, but as far as the actual mechanics, sometimes we're, as we're breaking down matches and whatever. I just kind of have it a little bit kayfabe just because, so that way, yeah, people know that we're pulling a rabbit out of a hat, but I don't want to show them exactly where the compartment is and the zipper is and the da-da-da and the gateway to another universe where we're keeping the rabbit in the hat. I want to <laughs> kind of keep it a little bit esoteric. So on there, you know, doling out knowledge and, and me, Dr. Tom, Al Snow, uh, Tyson Dukes, Cody Deaner, Rock Riddle, just tons of dudes get on there and coach. We did it ever since the pandemic, but really that, that page was just a, a student page that had about 30 people on it before the pandemic, Like, so the local students here in Vegas could know, all right, well, ring crew is here, flyering is here, class times is this, da 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 So I opened up that page to everybody, industry, and there's about 3,000 people on there now. Wow. And again, it was to give knowledge the right way. But really, more than anything, while we're all rats in cages, just crawling the walls, waiting for life to you know, be life again, I just figured, and the other coaches figured that we can help distract some of these people from crawling the walls. Yeah. So having said that, getting to a new show that I haven't been to before, like Southern Honor, it's very humbling to have people that I don't know come up to me like, hey, coach. I'm like, but hmm. they're like, oh, yeah, you're... A lesson last week or this or when you did this match review or this or that was so helpful and i'm like Aww. wow awesome like i get a lot of messages of uh, just thank you message not even asking questions like I'll, i will have questions um or they say hey i heard what you're talking about this you know about this topic what do you think about this and they would you know push me down a rabbit hole which is i'm happy to go down with you mm-hmm. <laughs> but just but just to have like hey thanks that really got me through when i was crawling the walls like i would look forward to every you know every uh, noon o'clock specific coast time I could trust that you'd be there to distract me.
0: Right.
2: And that was just super weirdly flattering. So I had a lot of guys come up to me from Southern honor that were like that. And just like when they come up and say, Hey coach, they introduce they, they, Hey, I'm so-and-so nice to meet you coach. Or nice to see you coach. Or Hey coach, what do you think about this? And I'm just like still kind of blown away by it. And I got a lot of that at Southern honor and that was super cool. Um, Dude, I wrestled with, you know, not to burst any bubbles and take take you as Oz behind the curtain, but super polite, like I'll do whatever you need, you know, like just want to learn, listen, I'm I'm good to go, and great attitude. And he's a big dude. You know,
0: Towers Austin Towers is somebody, and we've talked about it for, you know, ever since he's been around. Potential, so much potential, and like I just I see great future uh, for that guy. He's he's amazing.
2: And, you know, talked about a couple ideas, and uh, we went out there and did it. You know, we didn't map out a whole heck of a lot, really nothing at all, just a couple ideas, suggestions, and we worked to a finish. And all that means to, whether it's wrestling fans listening or or wrestlers listening, just means, like, again, there's no wrestling psychology. It's just psychology applied to wrestling. So, you know, the fans, or us, we are all fans. I'm a super massive fan. we watch wrestling matches, even as, as in tuned as, as I am, as a, as a coach, as a wrestler, whatever. Still, I watch it just like I would watch a movie, just like you or any other fan would watch a movie is how they watch wrestling matches. Liked it, didn't like it, was engaged by it, wasn't engaged by it. There's no, there's no fans out there that ever go watch Star Wars and say, oh man, Luke Skywalker's, uh, the way he handled that lightsaber was totally garbage. You know, he needs right. to learn how to work. Like nobody thinks like that. They either just go, "Yep, that was an awesome fight with Luke and Darth," or, or it's not their cup of tea. One or the other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Same thing with wrestling matches. You know, you either you can see stuff that looks stacked and memorized, or you see stuff that looks like it's from the bootstraps and looks like they're it's fueled with fire and piss and vinegar. Mm-hmm. One or the other. You know. And but fans, nobody can really put a finger on you. why is this guy or girl's match more engaging or legitimate looking than this guy or girls match like they don't don't think in those terms they just think in the the instinct of it like yep that was awesome or now that was a shits or whatever you know and so when wrestlers come up to you and ask you these questions like it's your privilege and your obligation to give them the right knowledge Mm -hmm. and then that way you know like I'm I'm cool again going back to all that old-timey versus new school stuff like Hearing those arguments just make me giggle. Like, I, I think both are ridiculous. We're like, "But well, DDT is a finisher. No, it's not. It's a off. You know, it's just no big deal nowadays or whatever. Like, it is whatever we make it into. So if you want to throw away a move, I don't care if it's a dive or a shooting star press or a hammer lock or a DDT. We throw it away and make it mean nothing. Then that's exactly what we did. If we make it look ominous and brutal and it's definitely a finisher, then that's what it is. And we can do that. We could we throw away a dive and make that look like nothing. We could make a hammerlock look like it's the most brutalist thing in the world. Just, to, and just how we want to put it over. So right. they're, they're, there's my argument to both the, the new school and old school. And, and having a lot of the guys at, at Southern Honor come up and say, hey, what would you think about this? What was that? And when they ask me specifics, that lets me know they're not just grooming for a compliment, trying to get over It, it means they actually want to learn something. They actually want to better themselves. And I don't have all the answers, but I have a few. And if I can help them, it's my pleasure. And when I explain it to them, hopefully, I think, again, like my mom, they get that sort of Mrs. Doubtfire version of why and how and what. Like, it's not a matter of what moves you're doing. It's how you do it, why you do it, where you do it, when you do it, to whom you do it, and how you play it off. Like, I would do something different with Tower than I would with Sunny Days than I would with the next person and the next person, like – they're all different shapes and sizes, different characters, good guy or bad guy. The match scenario is different. Is this a five-minute match? Is this a thirty-five-minute match? Am I the little guy? Am I the big guy? Am I the good guy, the bad guy? Is this a a feud that we're this we're, we're six months into some blood feud, or is this a uh, you know a cold match where we're just touching for the first time? You know, there's so many scenarios of how and why you put over different moves for whatever reason. And again, it's it's just really like good movie making or not good in the form of a wrestling match or the form of a wrestling promo. Like if you just, you know, in a wrestling promo, if you just grabbed a mic and started talking in cliches and catchphrases, it just, that's, that's Tinder. That's just wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. There's no, there's no longevity to it. Just like when you just do the spots, but you don't sell them or put them over or work to them or set the table for them. That's Tinder. That's wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. What next? What have you done for me lately? What next? What next? When next? But if we, invest if we have them emotionally invest in stories and, and we and we ca- talk conversationally on that mic and really like you know talking about that promo um or the match if they can go oh, shit, this guy's really he's up in there with this seven foot dude and this is how he feels about life When you know he's explaining himself on the microphone and kind of giving that promo is like you know a minute long elevator pitch to people who do not know who i am so mm-hmm. if they go oh, shit, that's this guy he means what he says you know, and, and or in the match, this, he means what he's doing, and vice versa. the Bad guy, then they, then that's that's not Tinder. That's a relationship. That's when they care about you, and that that lasts a long time. To right. use a, a word from Jake the Snake, is credibility. You build that rapport, that credibility will last. But if it just wham bam thank you ma'am, and again, that's not a knock on high spots. Do all the cool high spots you want. Just put the right emotional weight on those things. Like get get the right emotional response out of it, and that's that's sort of uh where i i feel about wrestling and, and telling these stories and all the young guys and girls that i talked to at southern honor they were all about that and i don't ever just walk up to dudes and, hey you know what you should have done kid i don't do that like you come up to me and you say hey, hey uh what do you think about this or hey could you watch my match and then afterwards hey what do you think about this if i did this should i done more of this or i was thinking i could have done this then i'm happy to go down those rabbit holes with you but otherwise um you know I'm not I'm gonna mind my business, you know. Why I don't want to be some know it all, you know, who wants to hear that guy? You know, but if you want to hear something that will be useful to you and if I know something that will be useful to you, I'm happy to share it. And that whole locker room had that great attitude. They were all like
3: that. Yeah.
2: For sure. Awesome. Awesome.
0: You are an absolute wealth of knowledge. Like I could just sit here. Hi. I'm just sitting back listening to you just,
1: Yeah, this is great.
0: Uh, this is amazing. Uh, but shucks. but the thing is like the thing is like I know like you've got You've got uh, some students to go coach coming up here shortly, don't you? So I don't want to hold you up too long. But um, I just want to thank you for your time and coming on with us. And, and we were happy to have you last Friday. And hopefully we'll see you again down the road sometime. Yes. Yeah.
2: I hope to, uh, Whoever's uh, listening, if you guys enjoyed it, yeah, I'll shamelessly say, yeah, bug the crap out of that little jerk sunny days and tell them to bring me back. And I would love to do that. Um, it was a great show. It was a super cool show. I love And to, to go back and do, to give you a quick answer for a change. You asked me what about the show and the production and the workers and all that jazz. I thought the production looked great. I thought the fans were great. Um, I did not come out and meet and greet with the fans like I usually do because Sunny Days wanted me to uh, hold off until my entrance. He's like, you have such a crazy entrance. I don't want to cheapen that with you going out and, you know, doing the meet and greet be stuff. Because I'm super cool to like, uh, I'm Chatty Cathy, as you can obviously see. So I'm down to like talk with people. I I'm not above the fans. I am a fan, so I love talking to the fans. I really truly do. But he was just like, yeah, I want to keep I want to keep you very very bizarre and mm-hmm. sort of un- unearthly when you come to the ring, at least for the first time. So
0: it worked because it was it, it absolutely it, it, worked.
3: Yeah, and like, I'll, free... I'll say I, from your promo. I mean, I, and I told the guys before I said you weirded me out so bad from that promo. <laughs> I was like, oh. God, I don't know what I'm gonna do when he comes out. So when I got to talk to you before the show backstage, it really eased me a little bit. But Good. I still wouldn't expect you to be as weird as you were when you came out, but it was awesome.
2: I'll it take was- it. I'll, I'll take <laughs> it. <For laughs> sure. talking- but cutting the promo, like again, like Jake 101, like I'm to cut the best promo. I just have to feel what I'm saying. And again, if I'm just talking about, you know, cliches and catchphrases, like if you ever notice wrestlers will say, Something cool, something cool, something cool. Then they go, <laughs> and they do this really silly forced <laughs> giggle. And then they're like, and they, you know, the writing's on the wall or they'll drop some weird, silly cliches and, and talking catchphrase. Like, that's not how people talk. Like, right. supervillains in the 70s didn't even talk like that. You know, unless you're Dr. Evil and you're explaining how your plan is going to go, Yeah. don't look like that. Right. You know, so I would, I would pick, especially as a bad guy or a good guy, uh, especially as, as a bad guy. Uh, this is Jake 101 as well. You pick a lie, because bad guys lie, Mm -hmm. but you pick a piece of truth to stuff into that lie. So people go, I've heard that somewhere, like that resonates with me. So is this guy telling me like, what's really happening? You know, it's all that smoke and mirrors and misdirect and stuff. But the lie is validated by the truth. So in some ways, what I was saying, in some ways, I really, truly feel that, you know, like, again, this is about wrestling and not about politics or religion or this or that but I just think like I don't care what color uh, red or blue black or white gay or straight be a cool human that's where I'm at and if that's offensive to somebody I don't care (laughs) you know you know then get some thicker skin or leave me the F alone you know yeah yeah that's why if you don't want to hear if you don't want to hear what I say then don't ask and then that'll be just fine you know but I, I think I think having an open dialogue you know, if, if, if two people can talk, discuss, debate, argue, but it's two ways, then yeah. something will get accomplished. But I think if only one side of that conversation is willing to listen, that is not a conversation, argument, or a debate. That is an ultimatum. And who the hell yeah. wants that? Yeah. So I feel if I bring what I'm thinking in my heart of hearts into a promo or in a match, as silly as I might do some stuff in the match or even in the promo when I'm doing like, the twitchy stuff and all that jazz. That's part of the lie. Like, I don't twitch in real life. I've just, but my character is just feeling like, you know, okay, like, I'm a legit circus guy. I wasn't just some a-hole that went to the mall and got his face painted. Like, I'm a legit circus dude. But the story of, like, talking to Tower or talking to whomever I'm discussing, I have to find a, a, thing, a part of me to kind of sink my teeth into it. Then it sounds like, Okay. I,
3: uh, it's very, right. it was very believable because I'm telling thank you, you freaked me out so bad. I was I didn't want to see you.
2: <laughs> we
1: were all nervous. <laughs> I, I, don't want I to see was so creeped out. I, I, I,
3: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you're so cool, and I do appreciate you being cool and being oh, thank real. You. I it. Thank that you. is that is awesome.
2: Thank you very much. Well, I think too, and it's okay to let yourself like get comfortable as wrestlers out there, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Let people yeah. get under your skin let let the the good guys and let the fans get under your skin let them have that fun that's that's the bad guys cross to bear you know you think bobby human ever gave a crap for real life uh, when they called him the weasel instead of the brain he facilitated that yeah. you know yeah. to all the people out there who spend their hard earned money to see those shows cheer and boo and just expend all that energy and that escape from real life ah oh, you suck i hate you i love you whatever they're wanting to it's like a giant massive couch session where they're just venting you can't yell Mm -hmm. at your boss your kid your wife your husband your in-laws your subordinates your whomever Mm -hmm. but you can do a wrestling show that's where you Mm -hmm. could just you suck i hate you i love you yay john cena boo john cena whatever Mm -hmm. you can let it all out and that's our jobs so like our jobs can maybe we can let you go on this sort of this psychological high note i suppose (laughs) (laughs) It's our jobs to, as, as so let's just say I'm the bad guy, which weirdly I'm nine out of ten times these days a good guy, which maybe speaks to the planet. I don't know. Dila would always giggle, is like, why does that <laughs> looks like John Wayne Gacy, the fucking good guy? You know? <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, welcome to planet Earth. What do you want? You know? <laughs> but like, the good guy doesn't get over, and the bad guy doesn't get heat. If everybody's doing what they're out there to do. The good guy gets the bad guy's heat. The bad guy gets the good guy over. It takes two to tango. It takes Luke and Darth. Now, if that is done, then that being done gets done what we are supposed to do. and what we are supposed to do is not get in the hurricane Rana, not make the hammerlock look like a shoot, not make the dive thrown away. none of that that makes no difference. Again, if the good guy gets the bad guy heat and the bad guy gets the good guy over, what the mission accomplished is smiles on faces end of fucking story right. that's that that is our job well there you I'm go gonna say, there it's going to come out of my face hole well, is going to top that so maybe i should take it home right there
0: there <laughs> it is absolutely
2: well, well one last thing before we
0: let you go um social media where can people find you on on social media
2: uh, coco no that's wrong that's wrong <laughs> Doug No, that's wrong, too. <laughs> it's Sin Bodhi uh, is my Instagram, my Facebook, my Twitter. It's S-I-N-N-B-O-D-H-I. And that's where you'll see, like, uh, wherever I'm going to be wrestling, where I'm coaching. Uh, you know, I'll flog all my, you know, my T-shirt. I'll kind of whore all my T-shirts and my, my little LJN toys that I refurbish these days for a couple bucks. All that kind of shenanigans. Like Nick yeah, I mean, has no.
3: wrestlers, like maybe the old thumb wrestlers that
2: you see in the eighties. Yeah, we used to. Uh, me and Edgey Chris, we grew up playing with those silly. We probably broke yeah. each other some cool times playing with those. <laughs> Growing up, yeah, we we were more. We had those LJNs, which were like those rubber wrestlers. I, heard,
1: I had plenty of those. Yeah.
2: Right. Yeah. And uh, I think Edge on a silly silly note, Edge is the biggest Hogan fan of all time. Wow. So if we, were all, if we were all little kids and we're playing, and if me or Jay, me or Christian, had scuffed Hulk Hogan, Edge would get so upset. You put a scuff on Hulk Hogan, you asshole! You <laughs> <No. laughs> get so upset, awesome. so angry. So yeah. good. But yeah, all that stuff. Whether whether you you want to, you know, you have me do a private match review. Whether you want to buy a little toy. Whether you want to buy a T-shirt. Whether you want to book me on a show or see me on a seminar or whatever. Social media: Sin Twitter, Facebook. Uh, what am I missing? And Instagram. Awesome. And my YouTube is Freak Show Wrestling.
0: Awesome. Freak Show Wrestling on YouTube. Awesome. Well, once again, thank you so much. And it was a pleasure to see you last week and a pleasure to have you on the podcast with us. And we cannot wait, hopefully, to have you back sooner rather than later. So thanks again so much. Absolutely. Sin
2: Bodhi. Well, you, you tell that freak of a feather Sunday days to, to get out that pencil and scribble my name down next to somebody on that field. On and then will on. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Guys. You guys have a wonderful night, and you I will too. sign off the same way I do on Snake Pit. Everybody out there, be safe, be smart, and be kind.
1: All right, guys, that was the Warlord of Weird, who happens to be a pretty nice guy at the end yeah. of the day. Uh, Sin Bodhi dropping all sorts of pearls of wisdom. And, uh, I love the line when he said, there's no such thing as wrestling psychology, but there's psychology applied to wrestling. Super true. Amazing stuff. Shout out to Sin Bodhi. Thanks for joining us here on the SHW podcast. He's
3: the coolest man.
0: He was so cool. And I got to tell you, I mean, I know we get a lot of, uh, fans, SHW fans that watch our podcast, um. And I'm sure we get some wrestlers too, some from SHW, some from other promotions, uh, some from all over the country. But I feel like this is a great one for wrestlers to watch or listen to because he was really spilling so much knowledge that uh, I, I felt like we were getting a free class. Like I was yeah, like, yeah, I would should,
3: I, definitely be like, put this was, in your library to go back and reference and, yeah. and to go back to and and mm-hmm. and just get those little tidbits because he had, oh my God, it was like he was overflowing, yeah, with things to to teach and he just wanted to teach and yeah, you know, that was
0: just and, awesome. And I felt like we should be paying him or something, and I was like, oh right. man, are we are we gonna get charged for this? Cause right, this <laughs> right. But man, what a, what a great guest and and just a great guy and. Yeah, hopefully, you heard us say it to him. Like, hopefully, we'll have him back at SHW sometime yeah. soon, but. Mm-hmm.
3: I don't know what to expect next time.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I'll be a little more prepared for, like like I told him. I, I don't know if we said this out there. Maybe I said it during the interview, but I I, I didn't know. If, I was like, is he about to kiss me? Like, what's about to happen? I didn't but know what was totally going to happen. I was
3: to see his tongue just run up my face, and I was just. Yeah, crazy, crazy, like,
1: <laughs> I was so scared. Because he locked eyes with me, and I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs>
0: After he had been talking oh, to the to the pig head,
1: in right. his hands,
0: and he was like talking. They were having a conversation, and then right. he I, then he like locked eyes with GB, and I thought, I was like, oh. "Well, here here was my thought, because GB already had a situation with Ali earlier in the night where mm-hmm. he was none too pleased with me for sticking up for not sticking up for him, and I thought." If if Sin goes after GB, <laughs> it's over. Then, then I'm really in trouble because I already didn't help him out earlier, and I just was like. So then when he came at me, I thought, okay, all right, do what you got to do. Take me, take me, right? take,
3: take me, <laughs> take
0: me. Spare GB and take me. Yes. Oh GB's been gosh. GB's been through enough, been traumatized <laughs> enough for one oh, night. Again, again, we talked about it at the top of the show tonight. But if you if you weren't there Friday, last Friday, and you don't know Go what back. we're talking about. Watch it on IWTV. You'll you'll get all caught up. And uh, and by the way, next month it's March fifth. It'll be here before Mm -hmm. you know it. That's going to be SHW twenty five. And just like we've done since we came back from the pandemic, tickets will be on sale the night of the show uh, at five p.m. bell time, or doors open seven bell time at eight. And uh, anyways, we'll have a couple more episodes of this show before we get to that show to kind of pump that one up. But anyways, I think it's going to do it uh, for this episode of uh, SHW, This Is Our Wrestling. What a a cool guest that we had tonight. And uh, I guess it's gonna do it, guys. So until next time, GB, this has been SHW. This is Our Wrestling.